This is episode number 127 for Wednesday, October 28, 2020. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Berninger. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, today we're going to head to the Midwest, in particular a city that is near and dear to my heart. And I'll preface that by saying this past August, there was a severe weather event that grabbed the attention of virtually anybody and anyone who is weather savvy. We're talking about the derecho that moved across the Midwest, in particular One of the states heavily affected by this was the state of Iowa. Now, a derecho is a cluster of thunderstorms that moves very, very rapidly, feeds off of itself, is severe, and most of the damage is usually caused by straight-line winds. And in some cases, right around Cedar Rapids, Iowa, there were some wind gusts that were over 100 miles per hour. Now, anything... Even well under that will start producing damage. But when you start getting into the 100-mile-per-hour category, you're talking about catastrophic damage. And so Cedar Rapids was dead center of one of those hot spots of damage. Cedar Rapids was the very first market, television market, that I worked for. At the time, I worked for WMT TV Channel 2, and I was there for the ownership change and call letter change. Until that time, it was one of the few television stations that actually had a W west of the Mississippi River. They became KGAN TV 2, and it's still known as KGAN 2 today. But what I don't want to talk about is my career there. I had a wonderful time in Cedar Rapids. It was my first TV job. Wonderful, delightful city. But what I want to talk about a bit more in the focus and in the crosshairs today is the damage caused by that derecho back several months ago. It's going to be three months here as we're just about ready to move into the month of November. And I found it very interesting because I currently work with somebody at WJW Fox 8 in Cleveland who shares the same common bond. And I'm going to let him explain that and tell you about what he saw when he was back in Cedar Rapids just a couple of weeks ago. His name is Lou Maglio. And so let me share with you the conversation that I had in the newsroom just yesterday in the evening. All right, Lou, you and I both have a common uh, element in our career, and it uh, intersected um, life this past August. Now, with with the with we're talking about the duration yeah but uh, where is it that we have a common bond it's hard to believe as you were doing the introduction there i was trying to count up how many years it has been it's been over 40 years andre that we worked in the same market together different television stations in cedar rapids iowa we're just kids back then but it's hard to imagine that four decades have gone by i was seven years old yeah, when i, I started I was nine i was something like nine but my family have many family members my wife is from cedar rapids have many family members try to go back there about once a year to see everybody this uh, few weeks ago we went back there to see my 
my mother-in-law for her 90th birthday. Wow. Had a big gathering there for the 90th birthday. But two months prior, they had that horrible derecho go through Cedar Rapids, and people there had sent me some pictures, but I didn't realize the amount of the devastation until I went and saw it with my own eyes. It was absolutely incredible. And, and this is months later. This is not like right after it hit. You were still seeing trucks hauling away just mounds and mounds and mounds of stuff. Every day, all over town, on the tree lawns, there are tree stumps, tree limbs, everything. And there were trucks coming from, it seemed like, all over the Midwest, seriously, to pick up all of this stuff. These huge dump trucks were picking up all this stuff every day, all day. It was an incredible sight. It was incredible to see, like, entire sidewalks, you know, these huge, massive old trees just pulled out from the roots from the sidewalk all over town. Everybody I know had one sort of damage or another, tens of thousands of dollars just individually. I couldn't even calculate how much happened in the town. You may remember they have a beautiful, beautiful country club there called the Cedar Rapids Country Club. And it was just lined with all of these stately trees. It was just a beautiful place. And we drove by before we came back to Cleveland. And all of the trees, all of those beautiful trees were gone, mm. and they'd already replaced them with these tiny little trees, which maybe a 100 years from now will replace what they lost. But it really was a stunning thing to see, especially, like you said, two months later. And you mentioned, too, that there's a huge economic cost in terms of insurance, I mean, the insurance companies have got to be putting out just a ton of money to get things back where they should well it's just it, again it's hard to believe but talking to all of the relatives they all had one piece of damage or another and as you know if part of your roof blows off they replace the entire roof part of your siding blows off they replace the siding i mean lots and lots of money was going out one fellow another relative of mine said he didn't even bother going to the to the insurance people yet because he knew how far behind they were they're trying they're trying to keep up but it's so far behind that he said i'm just going to wait till the dust settles here before I even contact them about submitting a claim now we went down to new orleans many years after katrina sure. hit and this was years later we were still looking at water damage yes. buildings that were yes. were empty and it, it looked shell-shocked still how long do you think it'll take for Cedar Rapids to get to the point where there are no longer any artifacts of the derecho that they saw in August? Listen, from what I saw out there, in fact, the hotel we stayed in had $2 million worth of damage. The roof was blown off. They were already trying to repair that. From what I saw a few weeks ago, it's going to be at least into next year and the following year. But then again, replacing the city to the point of where it was, they won't get there for decades because those trees, right. part of their history, they're gone. But it'll be years for sure. But the structure's probably 2022 sometime. 2022 is what I would say based upon the amount of damage that left and what I saw just driving all over town. We spent a full day really just driving over town. And my wife got a little teary because this was her hometown. She was born and raised there. And that country club wasn't that terribly far from her home. And just to look around and see how things have changed. It's a beautiful city. You know, people don't realize, you know, how pretty it is. But it's a beautiful, hilly city, lots of trees, great countryside there. 
obviously farmland too, but to see the amount of destruction there was just truly hard to believe. How often do you get back there? We try to go back. Again, we have family there, and we try to go back once a year, twice a year, something like that, sometimes over the holidays. Obviously, this was a special event for her mother's birthday, but we try to go back, and I do watch the newscasts and remember the television station where I used to work and kind of make notes about how they've changed over the years. So, you know, it is fun to go back, just good people, friendly people, warm people, a great part of the country. So whenever you head back, uh, I want you to, to come back on weather jazz and let me know how the the town is progressing how does that sound i think that is a deal we'll definitely go back sometime next year in fact here's a date we have a wedding we have to attend my nephew is getting married in august so we'll check it out then we'll get back to you on weather jazz then how's that sound so next next august next 2021 august. Yep. well that'll be a, a really good mm-hmm. marker because that's about one year about one year so uh, all right lou thanks for uh, joining us thanks for having me on weather jazz always a treat andre Let's all remember the folks of Cedar Rapids and really everywhere else that was affected by that nasty derecho back in August, still cleaning up at this point in time. And again, hopefully in about a year or so, when we check in with Lou's next visit to Cedar Rapids, they'll have it all cleaned up and everything will be brand spanking new. Uh, Of course, minus those huge, huge trees, which take 100 years to grow. That's going to be a while before those trees get to the majesty that they uh, were uh, before the storm uh, occurred. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence on social media, by word of mouth, email, any way you can. Special thanks to those of you who have partnered to support Weather Jazz to further expand future episodes and the frequency of topics covered. They include Christine Barnes in Ohio, Don Manassa in Virginia, Bill Martin in Florida. That list is growing. I think we're going to have a few more here in the next couple of episodes. And if you'd like to be one of those partners, consider becoming a monthly Weather Jazz supporter, and you're going to find the link at the bottom of each episode at weatherjazz.com. If you have a question or a topic suggestion, I welcome your input. You can reach me anytime. Weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And now via text or voicemail at Weatherjazz Podcast Audience Connect Line, the number 234 525 5888. If you are listening to Weather Jazz via one of the many podcast apps available, remember to subscribe so that you can automatically download every episode as I make them available. I've got lots of really cool things planned. I mentioned this on Instagram yesterday, but one of Iceland's biggest pop music stars, Jan Jonsson, is going to be joining me very soon on Weather Jazz in the month of November. I look forward to that interview. I also have one other thing planned uh, coming up in the near future, which is very timely as we begin to approach winter. And speaking of winter, Scott Sable is going to join me too very, very soon. He is the morning meteorologist at WJW Television, the same station I work for, and he and I will get nerdy as we 
we talk about some of the winter weather parameters that went into our winter weather forecast, which we will be releasing very, very soon. We'll go into some nitty-gritty and some details that we simply can't do on television. We'll really expand on that right here on this podcast. All of that's coming up. Very, very cool. Hope that you're going to be out there to join all of it. By the way, if you're in Cleveland or plan to visit or simply traveling through, you can catch my 5 and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television Fox 8 or from anywhere in the world online at fox8.com. And if you have a Twitter or an Instagram account, you can follow me at Andre Bernier, A-N-D-R-E-B-E-R-N-I-E-R, or on Facebook by looking for the Weather Jazz Podcast page. Hey, we'll see you real soon with another fantastic episode right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz